How to Create a Glitch Monologue Season 42 Chapter 4 This is Season 42 of How to Create a Glitch in the Matrix Monologues Episode 4. In this episode, we will be talking about feedback loops. To start out, in the last episode, we talked about how certain bodily rhythms become conditioned by the disgust sensitivities through our encounters with others in non-consensual spaces. To reiterate, when there is someone you avoid, and you encounter them in a spatial space, that encounter links the disgust reaction to your disgust reaction through natural bodily processes. I.e. you suddenly have to use the washroom, in response to their disgust reaction. But the essential part of the process is the spatial encounter. When others invade our body space, it represents displacement and substitution, the displacement of their internal reaction to our reaction. This shift represents a kind of momentum created by the exchange, but it also represents the creation of a positive feedback loop. Our internal narrative stream is punctuated by positive and negative feedback loops created by associations and social rewards, rationalizations. Behaviors are ultimately reinforced if the reward is present and disincentivized if it is not. This means that, for example, when the dominant rationalizes the tonic, giving verbalization to their self-attributed qualities through expectation matching and through direct expectation matching of behavior that represents the creation of a positive feedback loop. Behaviors which have positive feedback loops are topological qualities. Narratives also create feedback loops. Affirmational narratives create positive feedback loops and generate topological qualities. Negative feedback loops are created by linking of certain bodily rhythms such as digestion. Now, we also talked about how distinct plates are associated with different kinds of narratives, affirmational or negating. For example, the plate of the face was understood to represent narratives we affirm for others both internally and externally. Now this is to say that, decontextualization, is the creation of an internal feedback loop, reinforcement for specific behaviors being autonomous from tonic-dominant bonding. The system dislikes internal feedback loops. So one of the ways it seeks to eliminate these internal feedback loops is through stimulus neutralization. Stimulus neutralization means that behaviors which are not topological, that is, not integrated, are eliminated by breaking the reinforcement pattern. So for example, let's say you write a book. Let's say that book is published. You check for reviews on the book and sales every day. That is the reinforcement of the internal narrative. The system is designed to interfere with that feedback loop by denying reinforcement until the checking behavior terminates. In other words, the system produces behavioral modification away from internal decontextualizing narratives by eliminating the stimulus associated with the reinforcement. The stimulus is denied until the checking behavior is eliminated, then re-establishes the stimulus once the behavioral modification is complete. You can take this principle and apply it to anything. For example, let's say you are checking your email every five minutes because you are waiting for an important job offer. The system is designed so that that job offer won't come until after your checking behavior is eliminated due to loss of stimulus. So let's say you check every five minutes at first, then three minutes, then two minutes, then one minute. The more powerful the stimulus, the more frequently you check until your tension level rises to some maximum. Once it reaches the maximum, 
the stimulus no longer has any impact on your behavior. You stop checking behavior and gradually your tension level returns to baseline. Once it is at baseline, you may get the email, but the saying, a watched pot never boils, is true because the system is designed to eliminate internal feedback loops. Now, the question becomes, why? And the answer is because, the system functions through integration and topological behaviors. When they are rationalized, decontextualization or internal feedback loops produce dislocation, just as inhibition creates dissonant consensualities. If you imagine that every intersection with another becomes an opportunity for the creation of an outward-facing positive feedback loop, then you can see that internal feedback loops by their very nature are isolating. The system is designed with the all-in-all principle in mind, the outward-facing contingent self. Now, when one is unintegrated, one's reactive thoughts shape the outcome of one's encounters. For example, as indicated in the last episode, if you generate thoughts which provoke a disgust response in others, there will be a corresponding push in your bodily rhythms towards a disgust reaction upon meeting them. This may just generate avoidance with strangers. That's the end of the podcast for today. If you enjoyed it, please like, comment and subscribe.